Or hello. <laughs> um, I'm Emily. And I'm Jamie. And I'm and Carla. <laughs> yes, we have Carla with us today, you guys. Oh my gosh, I've been so excited for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Carla is like the one that always comes up to us and starts discussing our, our episodes, which makes me very happy, and it's awesome to have her on. <laughs> yes, well, I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, you're you're an original fan, so we, yeah. we love you dearly. Thank you for listening to all these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you guys, so Carla is here today to talk to you a little bit about Knitlet. I know we promised that last episode, and then... Wednesday recording didn't happen. There's been a lot of stuff going on at the library, which you heard about whenever we recorded last. Um, I don't remember. Did oh, we two weeks ago? Did we? Did we? I don't know. No. Whenever we, whenever we last posted, you guys heard about what's going on. So there's been a lot of moving parts at the library. And today we're just going to focus on one really amazing program. <laughs> um, <laughs> That is still, still going on. That's how amazing these people are. They are still meeting virtually <laughs> while all of this is going on. So, you know, hats off to the Knitlet group. But um, Carla's here to talk to you a little bit about the group. And we're also going to be touching on the Literary Challenge, which you may have seen go by on Facebook, if you follow us there, or on Instagram. Um, which, actually, I should put this in, by the way. Now, if you are interested in, like, reading a little bit about Knitlet while you listen to this episode, head over to brooksfreelibrary.org and then look for programs and then Knitlet. And you can get some information there as well, along with info about the Literary Challenge and past works that were created. All right. <laughs> I've rambled long enough. <laughs> so, Carla, okay. did you... Yeah, how did you want to start? Um, well, I can give a brief history of... Uh, how we got started with the program, or we can jump right into the literary challenge. Um, why don't I give a little bit of a brief history? Yeah, that would be great. Sure. Okay. All right. So way back in 2008, um, I arranged for a special program um, to teach people with vision loss how to knit. So it was a three-week course, three lessons, and. I actually participated because I'd always wanted to learn to knit and I never had before I lost my vision. So um, there were six of us and six sighted volunteer knitters. And each one was matched, each of us was matched to a volunteer who worked with us one-on-one. -on -one. And um, Adventures in Knitting, a local knitting shop, gave us a discount so that we were able to provide each person in the group uh, a knitting bag, two skeins of yarn to make oh, a scarf, wow. yeah, and mm. needles. And they were able, oh, you know, we were all able to keep those. Yeah, it was really great. So um, over the course of the three weeks, the volunteers taught all of us how to knit, purl, and cast on and bind off, which is, was really cool. So we each had a scarf done by the end of the uh, lessons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it was really fun. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and, and a lot of friendships were formed. So at what happened at the end of the three weeks, we were like, okay, so what now? Hello. So I went to Ginny Hewitt, our library director, and I said, could we start a knitting program at the library? Podcast right now. Did you need anything? Okay. So, um, so we did started it in that was in February of 2008 in March we started the knitlet group and it was open to everybody so it's been going on every week 
just about from two th- March 2008 to the present uh, on Wednesdays from 12.30 to 2.30. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, it's a group for both sighted and, and people that have vision loss. So it's open to anybody who wants to, who knits, wants to learn to knit, crochets, does needlepoint. I mean, it's, it's a really varied group, real nice social group. And we still have some of those original members uh, from the lessons in the group. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, we do lots of different things. One of them is the literary challenge, which I'm going to talk uh-huh. about. But I have to tell you some of the fun things also that we do. So every week we, um, when we meet in person, obviously, when the library is open to, to the public, um, we knit on our individual projects we also knit occasionally for charity like we've made things for Cape Cod Hospital you know chemo caps and creamy caps Mm -hmm. for the family pantry Mm -hmm. um, project Linus I can't I can't mention them all but at least a couple of times a year we also make little mementos for our patrons who are in the books on wheels program oh I've seen those yeah yeah, I've seen those yeah book bookmarks or um little angels or washcloth things like that yeah so uh and then we teach each other um different techniques and we eat food that's the biggie there's always (laughs) (laughs) uh twice a year which is really fun we have um yankee swaps so in december we do like a holiday swap which is our most popular um meeting that's where we have the most attendance (laughs) Um, and so we swap gifts that have something to do with knitting. And last mm. year we started a February Yankee swap, a chocolate swap for Valentine's Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I know I'm talking to two chocoholics, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, the things I will do for dark chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so that's it. And we do yarn crawls usually once a summer. We obviously mm-hmm. won't be doing one this summer, but we we um, do a yarn crawl to different yarn shops and always follow it up with ice cream, an ice mm-hmm. cream shop. Um, so it's fun and it's open to anybody. So it, it really is a nice social group. Uh, but we do talk about books too. I should put that in because we're a library. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it's Yes, knit lit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it sounds lit. like oh. it's um, fiber arts in general, like not just knitting. Like you said, it's also crocheting and needlepoint. So, really, anyone who's coming in with any skill level can join or should. A- any should... skill yeah, level, even if they don't know how to do it, we, people will, we usually assign like someone will say, well, I'll work on them with them one on one and teach mm-hmm. them, you know, to get started. Oh yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And we even have a couple of people in the group that um, do uh, weaving and, and rug uh, mm-hmm. rug weaving and dye their own yarn. And oh my God, they're just so Oh, cool. that's something I've wanted to learn how to do. <laughs> it really is fun. But it, it, it's not, I mean, there are even people there that are still working on their first scarf because, you know, they're mm-hmm. starting. So it's a real range. It's not... Uh, it's really for anybody. That's great. Yeah, that's really reassuring. Yeah, I know. Like, as as a left-handed individual, knitting was never something I could get the hang of. Just because my mom would try to teach me, and she's right-handed, and so like trying to mirror her and then figure out tension, I just could not do it. 
much more success with crochet. (laughs) I know you crochet and you know what? I've tried that uh, once. (laughs) I I know I need to practice more because I I really had a hard time with it. But I I was making crocheting a a cord for a sweater that I had made. And boy, Mm -hmm. it was tough because I hadn't done it before. But left-handed is interesting. Um, Emily, I didn't know you were left-handed. So you need to be taught by someone who is left-handed we do have some people in the group who are left-handed knitters Mm. that's good to know yeah yeah because i've been relying on youtube videos oh yeah (laughs) well thank goodness for youtube but jamie we gotta get you knitting too do you i know i know i'm very um i have tried in the past Uh, there was a i think it was like middle school there was like a knitting club that i went in and was a part of um and i really enjoyed it but then you know i I didn't, and um, you know, I haven't knitted since then. Um, and my grandmother is a is a big knitter, so um, I would definitely like to to try and get back into it again. But it's been so long; I don't even know if I remember how to do something simple. So, <laughs> well, get you started. It really yeah. what, what I love about it, besides being able to make, I, I've graduated from scarves, although I still do those um, hats, cowls, those types of things. I've done mm. mittens and fingerless mittens booties but I love making sweaters Um, Mm. so that you know and I love the fact that you can do a just about anything once you learn the knit and purl stitch you know you can just there's so many different stitches that you can combine ways to to do things and uh and I find it really very um I want to say it's it's an activity that can be very soothing if you know um of course, we all have experienced times when it's been frustrating, which we'll, we'll <laughs> highlight in the, in the literary challenge. But um, it, it's really like a almost a meditation once you get into that rhythm of it. So, yeah, you know, I love can you, it. Can you give us a definition of what purling is for those who don't know? Sure. So you have your regular knit stitch, which um, probably people are very familiar with, where it's a certain way that you knit into the to the yarn and wrap the yarn and then knit it off the the needle so that typically you go into the yarn and towards the back you know um, and you wrap the yarn from the back but in purl stitch you put your needle your right needle into the stitch on the left needle in the front and you wrap the yarn from the front so your your yarn is brought forward and wrapped and then dropped off yeah so it's it takes a little bit of time to practice particularly that one because if you learn to do the knit stitch first and then you're doing almost the opposite it's you got to get wrap your brain around that but um you know and when you combine the two if you do like a a row of knit a row of purl row of knit row of purl that's called stockinette or um whereas the knit stitch is sometimes called garter garter stitch Mm -hmm. purl stitch and combine the two in in rows and it's called stockinette which makes a really nice smooth surface on your sweater okay but then you have all sorts of other stitches like the sweater that i have on is one i made and it combines uh rows of seed stitch um and then rows of stockinette and seed stitch is sort of a, a way that you can combine both knits and curls in the same uh, well, it's I shouldn't say that. It's a way of making like little bumps 
um, that feel mm-hmm. like seeds. Oh yeah, yeah, on the row. So anyway, it's these are all techniques that we um, talk about in the group, and even now that we're doing our meetings virtually, um, we're still learning from each other. Um, just this past week, we learned somebody who had done a star stitch, which none of us had heard of before. And uh, and so that was two weeks ago, and then this past week, one of the members had had, had tried it and reported on her success. So we're still oh, that's yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Sounds like magic. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's the group, and we do um, during this time during this pandemic, we are meeting virtually using Google Meet um, through the library, and people can. Uh, um, join by obviously the link that they get in the invitation or there's a phone number if people aren't really um, don't want to do it through a an app or through their device they can just call sure. in um, and we also keep in touch with everybody um, even those who don't attend the virtual meetings through an email string that we have going so uh, and phone calls so we're really um, it's not just about knitting. People will uh, share information about what's happening with their in their lives, and you know, it's it's a friendship. I mean, we've really formed a good group, and but we welcome anybody new that um, would like to join. That's awesome. Uh, it's a, thank and you. Uh, how they um, they join? Is there a um, is there something on the website? Yes. So um, okay. they can check the. The knitlet page on the website, as Emily said, mm-hmm. or on the calendar section on our website, we do have it listed now. If they want to join oh, uh, virtually, or just email or call me at the library, and we can arrange, um, you know, for that as well. Um, okay. I'm going to step in quickly about the calendar. Actually, okay. that um, it's currently off our website at the moment, but it's going to go back on. So. Everyone who's listening to this, if you have noticed that calendar has been off for the past couple months since March, we did that because it had all of our programming that was in-house, but since that's canceled because the building is close to the public, we took it down, so it was less confusion. But now we're going to put it back up with all of our virtual programming for things like Knitlet. I just don't have a firm date on when that's going to happen, but soon. Lots of things are happening soon. (laughs) So if people want to learn more about it before then, they can just email me at the library and that's cburk at clamsnet.org c um as in cat b as in boy u-r-k-e at clamsnet.org and the phone number obviously they can call the library 508-430-7562 and my extension is number five so they can just press five and leave a message or i'll call them back so Awesome. Well, that's great. Want- Thank you for all the background. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say yes. one more thing that I was thinking about this morning. Yeah. Really unique is that the group. There are people. We've had people as oh, in their twenties all the way up. Our oldest member is uh, ninety-six years old. Wow. Yeah. And we're all like so different in terms of our interests, our, our politics, our religion, our personalities, everything. But we have knitting in common, knitting and crocheting and, and those types of things in mm-hmm. common. 
And so that's what draws us together. And that's, it, it's amazing the friendships that are made, even though we're all so different. So mm. I, I love that about the group. It sounds like it's a great support network, especially in times like this and, and just throughout the year in general, it's a great place to be able to form those kinds of bonds within our community. I mean, Def- Cape Cod's <laughs> definitely got that small town feel no matter where you go in it. So. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, having um, open conversation about um, all of those things as well is, is great, too. I think it's just a great way to encourage people to just have a conversation with people that um, may think differently. So mm-hmm. it's an awesome thing. Yep. And so one of the things that we did want to highlight today is our literary challenge. Yes. <laughs> so this is something that I, I um, threw at the group in 2014. I don't know where it came from. We had been talking about books and poetry and different things. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if everybody that wanted to in the group, uh, in 2014, I challenged them to write a haiku about knitting, you know, and um, it just, people really like doing it. So the next year they said, okay, what are we going, what's this year's literary challenge going to be? So it, it just took off from there and all these all these different years that we did it they're on that knitlet page you can link to them and read what people submitted so this year uh so let me just tell briefly so 2015 uh, was a they were challenged to write a limerick i I have my notes here you probably have notes before i have to remember the different years 2000 Uh, yeah 2016 they could take the first line of a um, a book or a poem and rewrite it having to do with knitting it's always knitting right um, or crochet or something uh, we skipped 2017 I don't know why maybe we were just really busy knitting I'm not sure um, 2018 had, had either of you ever heard of that sentence it was a dark and stormy night was yeah yes Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, that's the first sentence. It's really long. So I know I gave it to you, but we weren't going to read the whole thing. Uh, but it's from a novel, um, Paul, uh, Paul Clifford, called Paul Clifford. And um, geez, I'm trying to think the guy who wrote it. Um, Buller. Um, Edward George uh, Buller. Okay. Yep. So what happened was that it's such a horrible first line of of you know it's it's sort of like the the model of bad literature uh, <laughs> and in in um i think it was in the 80s um san jose the english department of san jose state university started a contest where they challenged people to write a worst sentence like a bad first sentence and mm. they do that every year. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's really cool. So I, I, mm. in 2018, I said to the group, this is the sentence. Now take that sentence and write your own worst sentence having to do with knitting. But sort of patent it after that sentence, which goes on and on and on. So that was a, a fun one, too. Um, and then in 2019, we skipped. Um, and then that brings us to 2020, which we want to talk about. But I do want to say that starting in 2015, we decided to have the entries judged and have a first, second, and third place. 
and then the rest would all be honorable mentions. And and we do that now with I ask different people every year to to be judged to judge the entries. And so in 2020, ta-da! Jamie, <laughs> Jamie and, and Emily were the judges. <laughs> oh my god it really was i think what we were kind of like talking about the second that we got that email of like okay when are we going to set up the meeting to do this and when are we gonna you know find time to start judging them and, and it was just so much fun to read through all of them like everyone is so creative and they really went after the prompt that you gave them um yeah this it, it was yeah this was in great. 2020 it was um they had to write an acrostic poem and there's all different types of acrostic poems, but basically what they are is they are, you take a, a word and um, and the, the word, the topic word for the poem, what the poem's about would be spelled out vertically in a, in a letter on each line. So it could be the first letter of each line that as you read it mm-hmm. vertically, it spells something, the last letter or any letters in between. So they were challenged to write a poem that um, used the first letter of each line to vertically spell their topic word. Um, so anyway, you guys have those poems. You did a great job judging them. And um, I don't know, do you want to share some of them in your comments or whatever? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if um, we each wanted to read uh, the top three that we chose, or uh, sure. if you just want to comment on them. Yeah, we do uh, the 2020 ones, because the other ones can all be found on the website, and I don't yeah. know how much time we have yeah. to, to go into them all. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to the actual website, too, so I can have it in front of me to see a layout. There we go. Okay. Okay, so, so first place was um, a great poem called Mistakes by uh, Gloria Decina. Do you want to read? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I would love to read this <laughs> one, Jamie. <laughs> let me just tell you yeah, that the thought, uh, the idea for this poem came to her one night when she was knitting on a sweater and she kept making mistake after mistake after mistake. <laughs> and so she took her frustrations and put it into this poem. Yes, and it it really felt so timely. I feel like when when we were reading it, we were both like, "Oh my gosh, this speaks to me on a cellular level." <laughs> um, but okay, so mistakes. My eyes are crossing because it has happened once more. Slip stitches are slipping off my needles again. Taking them off now, one by one, is a tedious task, but must be done. Knitting is fun and helps to relax you, except when mistakes sneak up and distract you. <laughs> it's so cute. I love this poem. It's just yeah. like, yes, we all know that feeling. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was fun. I, I think that when we all read them, we knew that was a standout. Yeah. Yeah. It was just um it's it just you know, you can you can enjoy yourself in a real time knitting, but you know, there's always gonna be mistakes and I think that's a it's a good, um, you know, thing to have for everyday life is that you're going to make mistakes and you just got to try and get yeah. through them. <laughs> Tackle it with a smile if you can. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so second place yeah. um, went to Susan Bartels, who um, actually, she I first met her because she works at a yarn shop in Chatham called A Great Yarn. 
And the cool thing about this is that a couple of years, it's been, I think, two or three years now that um, a great yarn has co-sponsored our literary challenge. So, the fr- oh. yeah, the Friends of the Library provide a certain amount of money just for me to purchase prizes for everybody who enters, you know, gives a, a submission. And I went to a great yarn and I said, you know, I'd love to buy some things for the prizes from your shop and they they matched the amount they they will match the amount that the friends give us so it allows us to give some really nice prizes um to everybody so oh my gosh susan works there but she also doesn't work on wednesday so she can um join us (laughs) yeah Oh my gosh. So anyway, her I'm I'm trying to think was it Brioche was the title of her? Yep. Yeah. Brioche. Um I'll, I'll be happy oh, to read it. Awesome. Brioche. Bouncy, soft and squishy, reversible when worked in two colors. Increase and decrease. Uh oh gosh. <laughs> I realize that I don't, um, sorry, I'm going to have to restart because I, I don't know what knitting terms are. BRK and PRP, what's that? I'm so- uh, back, back row knit and back row pearl, yeah. is that it? Okay. Yep. All right, sorry, let me start again. Oh my god, I can't believe I guessed right. <laughs> yes, all right. Brioche. Bouncy, soft, and squishy, reversible when worked in two colors, increase and decrease, Back row knit and back row pearl yarn. Overs, light side and dark side. Light color and dark color. How many new techniques must I learn? Enough to create this eye-catching knitted fabric. Great. And so her word vertically is brioche, which is a beautiful style of knitting. And she does it perfectly. I mean, she's just fantastic. So, um, So that was Susan's. And I know that you had some comments about that, too. Yeah, I um, I liked it because I, I mean, even though I wasn't familiar with knitting, it was a still a fun read. Um, because I don't know, I just um, you know, you go through all these challenges and you're like, oh, but I still create this eye-catching knitted fabric. So, um, it's kind of similar to mistakes in that way, where there's so many new techniques and everything to learn. Um, but you're still able to, you know, if you push through that, you're able to make something. Um, uh, really cool and pretty. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's what I really liked about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I liked the um, the bouncy, soft, and squishy a lot. Oh, I did I, there's something about I'm very tactile in general. Like I like touching things, but just hearing that just made me so happy and just put a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. More tactile. It's really amazing how um, reading poems like this can. You actually get that. Uh, uh, it's not just a visual, but you, it's like a, a sense of, of yeah. uh, you know, a, a feeling, um, a tactile feeling almost of what of what they're writing about, too. It really, like, it reminded me of, um, there's a thing you can do in crochet where you do a, a pillow crochet row, and it, it's very much like that. It's very soft, it's very squishy, mm. and it's... It just made me think of that so much. I'm like, oh, I know what this feels like. I can, I can envision okay, this. Okay, Emily. So you're gonna have to um, teach me to crochet because I know I really want to learn to do that too, and, and I know you do that really well. So um, that would try. be a challenge but, uh, for me, but I'd love to do it. So 
It's quite and fun. Maybe maybe you can teach both of us because I want to learn. Too. Uh, can 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 a lefty teach two right-handed um, people? Well, you know what it probably won't matter to me because I can't see what you're doing. So <laughs> you have to. Do it. I, I learn by um just uh, really good descriptions, and then um, mm. I just mm. use my sense of touch when I when I knit a crochet. Mm. So. Um, People in the group do find it a little challenging to teach me a, a technique because oftentimes mm. they can't, well, they can't say, do it like this. And then, you know. Mm. Right, and then yeah, show you. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the third poem, the third place poem, I have to say, and I think you both agreed, this, this, I should have told you that it's okay to have a tie, but I didn't because this third place one, I loved too. Yeah. Yes. This was by Connie yeah. Harada. And I think it was just simply yawns. That was the topic word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, do you want to alternate reading lines? Sure. Okay. I'll, do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yards and yards of colors bright. All stitches perfect, not too tight. Rush to finish, make it right. Never stop for a bite. Sweater's done. What a delight. <laughs> I love it. It's just very simple, simple but I love it. A nice rhythm. <laughs> Yeah. I like simple rhyming too. There's just something it takes me back to being a little kid. <laughs> and all the Shel Silverstein books was where the sidewalk ends. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so So anyway, that I haven't decided yet what next year's literary challenge is gonna be, but it, I always try to make it a different form of um, you know, some different type of, of, of literary format. Um, so if you have any ideas mm. I'm, I'm open to them because uh, mm. the prizes this year were fantastic, and now I'm hearing from people that they they're ready for next year. They they want a prize, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> they actually That's the awesome. first, second, and third prize people got a gift gift certificate to a great yarn, and everybody else who submitted got a skein of what's called crazy yarn. It's all different colors and a pattern to ooh, make ooh. a cowl, which. Um, you know they're excited about so yeah oh my gosh i love yarn awesome. yarn comes in so many different cool colors and styles and some are self-striping which is awesome <laughs> yeah it's cool and um i don't know maybe you might be asked to judge again and get chocolate again because that's it's always chocolate as a, thank you to the judges I mean, so. <laughs> if you want chocolate will come that's absolutely okay. even without the offer of chocolate we will come no absolutely no even though no, this is the chocolate so just makes us makes us go even faster so. <laughs> no it was great it was really fun and um i really like just to see how creative everyone was and um i just think everyone did a really great do- job and um it was it was a little bit tough to, to judge because um there were so many great ones but um we're pretty happy with uh what yeah we, it's hard to choose winners yeah. you know first second third price i just say everybody's a winner which is mm-hmm. why everybody gets a prize. yeah and you know yeah, they don't yeah. they don't have to do this it's just you know something if they want to so not everybody participates but um, that's the same for anything in our group, you know, do what you want or not. And uh, just, it's, mm. we just like to keep it fun. Sort of like this podcast. Awesome. <laughs> oh, we try. <laughs> we try. I love listening to you too. Awesome. You know, um, I, ha- I just have to say that to know Emily and Jamie in the library, they're like, you know, working, serious, sedate, 
you know, to the public. When I heard your first podcast and all I could think of was, I never heard these guys (laughs) laugh so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the podcast is, it's like a really good, if, if scientists 500 years from now start studying humans and how they had friendships it's a good way to track like the progress of how we became friends because at the start we're both kind of stiff and then by now we're like so what do you eat for breakfast (laughs) it really was yeah i mean it was just a project that uh that emily emailed me about and um she's like oh we're gonna start a podcast and start advertising things and i was like oh gosh i don't like the sound of my voice but okay (laughs) let's try it and um and it really i mean it was definitely hard in the beginning but um you just you know you get into a routine and um i'm mean, gonna like to go off the rails and not really have a distinct pathway which is nice the rules are um, more like guidelines oh, okay. <laughs> and i do have to say i think we not speaking for myself because i can't tell um but to hear the two of you speaking through masks we're all speaking through masks now and you sound fine yes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you sound fine yeah, too. I don't good. notice any difference with the mask on. Right. So, yeah, the three of us are in three different corners of the building right now um, because we are trying to maintain social distancing, um, and so we each have it on our phones that we're speaking into right now. Um, but we all have to wear masks, so um, it's. I think it worked out pretty well. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely want to come back another time. And maybe talk about yes. our vital program, which is a program yeah, 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 absolutely. service that we have for Please. people with vision loss, too. Um, you know, uh, we should talk about that sometime. And, yeah. For sure. Yes. Because it's fun doing this, too. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want to come on, Carla, even if you don't have a subject planned and you just want to be so, there to chime in. Whenever. I have to say that <laughs> yes. um, by from listening to your podcast, I have my horizon. For my horizons for reading have expanded because I am not a person who, as you know, usually reads fantasy or sci-fi or anything like that. And you guys have gotten me into that. So, uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it makes it happy too because it's like, um, you know, those kind of genres have such like a... I wouldn't call it a stereotype, but it's just like, oh, you know, those those are things that are like way too like uh, left field kind of thing. But like that's um, for nerds. Yes, <laughs> or or you know, it's it's too it's too fantasy, it's too you know um, over the top, and um, I'm excited to find out that you've you've been enjoying it, and you know, there's there's really good stuff out there um, for everyone, I think. So and I, um, I have to thank you so too because <laughs> as I order the books for our. Um, talking book audio uh, collection for uh, people with vision loss jamie has helped me Mm -hmm. with titles for fantasy and sci-fi and all that because i really you know don't know that whole genre well so thank you jamie no problem. How can help? It's literally, it's a very dangerous part of my job because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, read all of this now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I, I love it. Thank you very much for giving me that opportunity, though. I just good, good, good. Love it. All right. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode, I guess. Yes. Thank you, Carla, for joining thank, us. Yeah. That was thank you for awesome having me. It's been real fun. Really fun. Really fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, should we leave some time for outro music and then hang up? Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. All like right. Five seconds.
Yeah, sure. Sounds good. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>